get in the bathtub all dirty. <laughs> the exact awkwardness that we've always hoped to avoid. <laughs> Look, five people appreciated that. <laughs> I'm just going to write all that down. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's completely potty. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. It's a fair cop, then. <laughs> that is a really great way to describe marriage. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome back, cousins. Hope everybody had a great holiday mm-hmm. uh, as you're prepping for the new year. I hope we had a great holiday. I do, too, as we are recording this Weeks in advance. <laughs> Indeed. So that we can, in fact, enjoy the holidays. <laughs> we have a very special guest today, a very popular guest in the past. We're thrilled to have her back. Please welcome comedian Natasha Muse. Hey, everybody. Hey. 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 <laughs> so nice to be here in 2013 with you. I know. Yeah. We're, we're very happy about it. Yeah. It's been a good year. It has been a good year. A vintage year. A year to remember. Mm-hmm. Or forget. One of the two. Yeah. It depends how much you want to drink on New Year's Eve. Yeah, or whatever other kind of drugs you want to ingest. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. We don't want to limit people. Mm-hmm. No. Or maybe you can just dive real hardcore into your own sobriety. Mm-hmm. Right. Just really, like, dwell on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, either way, please get a designated driver, everyone. Yes. Unless you're with the sobriety thing, then yeah. you know, go for that. No, but if you're deep into yeah, it. Yeah, if you're deep <laughs> into it, I think you're going to be unearthing some things right, and exactly. going through potentially detox. Right. So it's, really. You know, just, you know, I could stop at that red light, but why? <laughs> <laughs> deep. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we are talking about today a very special episode. <laughs> That's right. The Unicorn and the Wasp, Doctor Who, Season 4, Episode 7. Eight, 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 I think it was eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, not seven. Right. Eight. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, starring the 11th, 12th, whichever Dr. David Tennant He's is. He's the 10th Doctor. 10th? Yeah. Wow. I really lost count Well, there. he was in for so many seasons. Right, mm. yeah. Because Christopher Eccleston was nine, and then he was 10. He was in for three seasons. Okay. And those movies. Got it. And then they brought in that Dingleberry in the Fez. <laughs> Right. Well, I don't want to get too much into our opinions about Doctor Who because I feel that they are very divisive. They are extremely divisive, <laughs> and we've already talked about them on this podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> Natasha. Have you divisions? Uh, yeah, we have. Well, not really. Yeah? Well, it's peripheral to oh. our our primary, you know, interests. Yeah, I generally but, uh, try to smack talk Matt Smith anytime I can. Right. Oh, okay. uh, who's the current, he was the current doctor, the tall guy. He was You're referring to. Right. Yeah. You mean well, he's the past? He's the he, past now. He is the incumbent, uh, but there is a new doctor elect that will be taking oh, over in the next season. Yeah. So he's Trying, a lame doctor. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to explain Doctor Who as far as like casting goes is almost as complicated as trying to describe the plot of Doctor Who. It seems confusing. It's extremely confusing. It's daunting to get into it. Yeah. 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 So and were you familiar with Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, no, I was I've I mean not I've never watched it, mm-hmm. but I am alive. <laughs> You're like on the internet sometimes. I'm aware. I'm a big fan of uh, being on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. So I, I look, oh, yeah, I yeah, look yeah. a lot of GIFs and also GIFs of mm-hmm. Doctor oh, Right. Yeah. Well, they make both. They make both. Yeah. 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 Crunchy. You can tell by looking at them which one you're looking at. <laughs> Crunchy and creamy. Right. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, uh, we chose this episode, Natasha. Yes. I don't know if we explained this to you at any point, but, uh. I don't know if we explained anything. To yeah, we just point, kind of all frankly. sat down and we were like, we're watching this episode <laughs> of Doctor Who and that's what's gonna happen. I'm just glad you didn't ask me to catch up. 
Oh God, why? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, right. that's why. It would have I mean, taken you years. Yeah. <laughs> we have not uh, had a guest in a while because mm-hmm. so much of what we cover is so obscure mm-hmm. that it, and it's it's not only obscure. Like you have to watch. Right. You All need, of it. There's homework involved. Exactly. Right. And it's yeah. just, that just seems like a jerk thing to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, at least with Downton Abbey, like at this point, I'm less concerned about the continuity for right. my guests. Like season four, we're just going to invite people off the street and be like, what's up? <laughs> right. Check out these bitches. Has it fallen apart? Downton Abbey? <sighs> Falling apart is strong. Uh, you know, it's... It's not what it once was. Right. Oh, that's too bad. Like right. first, first season was really solid. Second mm-hmm. season wasn't... I don't even know. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what it is is they wrote they wrote a story, they finished the story, and then they keep ordering new seasons. So oh. they're just sort of kind of improvising the whole time. So it's like a Better out. Call Saul kind of situation. I, yeah, it is. kind of at yeah. this point. Well, yeah. and honestly, I mean, I... might be good. I'm I'm hopeful for this season. I'd, uh, I'd like to see Bob Odenkirk on Downton Abbey. <laughs> see how that plays out. <laughs> He could be. He could All be right, an unscrupulous so, uh, American lawyer. So you're in tailment. <laughs> Can I get a cup of tea? He's the new companion to Doctor Who. <laughs> that would also be great. Saul Goodman as the new... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop drilling. You hit gold. <laughs> this fracking uh, finally paid off. <laughs> um, yeah, but we chose this episode because it's set in uh, the very early 1920s, right. which is about where we are with Downton Abbey yeah, that's at this point. where the upcoming season is set, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and our our cousins, our listeners, have been clamoring for Doctor Who coverage pretty much since episode one. <laughs> right. Because uh, when you do a podcast about British TV, even no matter how many times you say, no, 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 we're only covering things set in this time period. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 but he has a time machine. He can be anywhere. <laughs> right. Which is fair. Yeah, that no, is, that, no, it is true. It's, and it's, indeed, it's here we are. It's one of the less uh, nonsensical requests that we've yeah. had. It's true. The, the Jane Austen requests, yeah, they grow tedious. Yeah, um, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, not that we don't love Jane Austen, because we do. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just not talking about it. Yeah. Starting now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Doctor Who. The eh? unicorn yes. and the wasp. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it opens with the traditional TARDIS sound, and they get out, and the doctor smells the air, and he says, it smells like 1920. Uh, so it smells like a lost generation and the tears of widows. <laughs> right. <laughs> smells like very sad poetry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they use that joke a lot? I'd like to just have him always declare what it smells like no i don't, I don't think, think they so. do no, no. But, well, and, and you know this, he's always doing similar things yeah. but the specific smelling i don't this series because his companion donna noble is played by Catherine tate who was like the foremost comedian in britain uh-huh. at the time and as you pointed out she was also on the american office yeah. after they made her lose like 50 pounds which <laughs> i found depressing but like, this is a very funny season. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of really emotionally affecting mm-hmm. stuff, but this was a really lighthearted episode. Okay, so yeah. it's unusually, not, not usually this funny? I mean, it's generally very cheeky, Okay, but she yeah. just has such great comic delivery and timing. At least we think so. Oh, right. No, I thought she was some people, yeah. some people don't care for her uh, in general. Well, you know, we've been known to not care for uh, people with red hair in the past. So that's, well, there's one in this episode that we don't care for. That's true, and mm. we'll we'll be getting to him. <laughs> um, 
in any case, uh, it is 1920, as Donna notices that there is, in fact, a 1920 car coming up, and the traditional 1920 jazz music kicks in, in case we in the audience had not gotten the message yet. You say that, and all I can hear is the most icy cantina music. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than this British estate. Right. Star Wars actually was set in 1920. Ah, well, that explains a lot. A long, long long time time ago ago. in a galaxy far, far away. Mm -hmm. Huh. Um, (laughs) uh, We meet some old bald guy with a mustache, and then a reverend comes along, and this reverend is played by none other than... uh, (gasps) Mr. Grove. Mr. Grove. From Mr. Selfridge. Of Mr. Selfridge Mm. Infamy. Yeah, and actually, I was writing a note as he came on screen. Every time I watch British TV, I think everyone is someone I know. Right. And then my next note just says, Mr. Grove! <laughs> right. So uh, I guess I'm not totally wrong. Yeah. Uh, he, our, our least favorite character from the last series that we, we covered on this podcast. Yeah. What? Uh, okay. It's called Mr. Did, Selfridge. Did that carry over to your enjoyment of this show? Uh, Were you already automatically suspicious of him? No, because he was also in another show that we watched, and he played a very like devoted husband of this lady oh. who was dying of eclampsia. So the eclampsia, uh, eclampsia, oh, yeah, eclampsia, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then, but then in real life, he left his real wife for the woman who played his eclampsia wife in that show. So yeah, we so. have uh, we have some ish with this guy, <laughs> right? Now, did his real wife have any kind of clamps yet? No. She had a couple of healthy kids, and uh, mm. he was just like, peace out. I'm going to marry this eclampsia lady. Yeah. Which, I mean, he did his duty to his first wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By providing her with heirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. The entailment's yeah. fine. I'm going to go now. <laughs> right. I'm going to go get having, myself entailed. Having serviced mm-hmm. you under British law. <laughs> I'm going to get myself enclamped. <laughs> So they see the doctor and Donna sees there's a party going on, so they want to go. And the doctor, of course, has his psychic paper, mm. which enables him to uh, present it as an invitation in this case. Okay. Or so that's a thing that they've that's a regular thing. Yeah, that, that and his be... uh, his sonic screwdriver, which mm. is basically Harry Potter's magic wand. Right. Okay. Yeah. So those so, are his two kind of like if there was like a Doctor Who Ken doll, those are the main things that it would come with. I see. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so he's always using it as like identification or authorization or wherever he needs so to get in somewhere. So it's not just lazy writing, right? I it's, mean, it's uh, it's clever writing <laughs> <laughs> that enables well, future least... lazy writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a solution to a lot of problems. Look, much of the, much of Doctor Who's appeal and longevity longevity over the years is that it has a dozen of these things built in yeah. that let them they have an easy and consistent way to. You know, get on with the story. Yeah, to get on with the story. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, everyone! <laughs> right. Uh, so that bald guy we saw, we then see him up in the library, and he has yeah, found he's, something. He's said to uh, Mr. Grove, "We're just going to call that Ginger Doc, Mr. Grove." Yeah, <laughs> right. the okay. vicar, Vicar Grove. Uh, <laughs> he has told him, "Oh, I'm going to the library to work," and you know. Mr. Grove is like, oh, all that work will be the death of you. And I'm like, you shouldn't say that to old people because <laughs> it might be true. The vicar said that to him? Yeah, as he was oh, going inside. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, More of that clever writing we were just talking about. 
So speaking of the death of things, he goes up to the library and he is found, he's triumphant. He has found whatever it was he was looking for. Uh, when all of a sudden there's a buzzing sound, he's attacked by a giant wasp, credits. Yeah. And I liked that I, as I was writing this down, I was like, wow, it is nice t- compared to everything else we've ever done. <laughs> Now we're doing this where I can be like, okay, and then a giant wasp comes along. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's it's just entirely new ground for up yours downstairs. It's so much more lighthearted. <laughs> it's so like campy uh-huh. and weird. Almost everything that we cover is very just dour. Yeah, yeah. and right. everyone's got a lot of problems. Just Benedict mm-hmm. Cumberbatch with post traumatic stress disorder. Oh, like, and I mean, he does a great job. <laughs> right. I mean, you can really you feel traumatized yourself. Yeah. But this is just this is just like oh hey, you know, there's a a giant, a giant. CGI wasp and it looks terrible. Was that CGI? I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, it was AGI Abacus oh. uh, graphic oh. imaging. Yeah, analog. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. It really lets you know what you're in for. Yeah. So yeah, and they got the kicky Doctor Who theme, which mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah, it's very catchy. Yeah, they've had a similar theme for a long time. I know they updated it, but it's pretty much the same. Music. Yeah, I think right. so. We never watched the old ones. We still can't right. be bothered. And apparently. we haven't really watched the newest ones either. So we're pr- we're pretty much we're pretty much uh, Russell T. Davis think, yeah. apologists. I think the melody is always the same, but they added the like the bass. And the yeah, yeah. Mm. Kind of gives a little energy. Yeah, a little. I can't. That's all I can do for, for house music. That's it. I, I can't do any of the like. Mm, mm, mm. I see. I just sound like a frog that's yeah. choking. You need to do one of those uh, Reggie Watt machines. I know, right? A yeah. like a looper. Yeah, yeah. I'll have yeah. to call uh, Bruce not, Willis. Like a publicist. I mean. <laughs> Uh, so Donna puts on a nice fancy 1920s dress that she has gotten out of the TARDIS, and uh, they head on out. There's a Victrola playing outside, so as we know, there's trouble going to happen, because all the Victrolas we've seen in our course of doing this lead to, like... Death. Death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or someone cheating on each other. Right. Death or adultery yeah. is basically what Victrola always what That's mean. what a Victrola symbolizes. Like, someday if I fail at everything else and I become a high school English teacher, I'll be like, anytime you see a Victrola... Yeah, in uh, one of your video books. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, it symbolizes death or adultery. Well, it's like it's sort of like a Georgia O'Keeffe situation That's with true. the Victrola. Now, do they ever uh, mix it up and do, like do the record scratch with the Victrola? <laughs> like when something wacky happens. I wonder when that was. I wonder who discovered the record scratch. <laughs> right. And then, like, if it was on some like yeah. sprawling British estate, they had a specific servant. Anytime somebody, anytime somebody yeah. said something awkward, just like. Huh? <laughs> Well, you know, they brought him out to the garden, so probably the first time just somebody happened to knock it over. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, she just made that. <laughs> I say, Jenkins, <laughs> do that every time my daughter-in-law says something I dislike. <laughs> uh, so we meet a whole bunch of people in a row here at this garden party. We meet uh, Lady Edison. Uh, she shows up, and Donna amusingly attempts to talk all posh to her. Mm-hmm. Which just, was, I thought was lovely because that's how I would also make fun of <laughs> No, I would do that as well. Well, and it's it was particularly, I don't know, because she's in fact British. Like for us, right. it's like, oh, okay, well, it's all a mystery to us, you right. weird English <laughs> aliens. But, no, because yeah. I'm watching, I'm like, oh, they don't still say that stuff? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is good to know. I should be taking notes. I take out my personal dictionary and cross out top hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's like you don't want to just show up in customs and be like, oh, I'm having a sniffing day. And they're like, anal cavity search now. <laughs> We're sick of this shit. <laughs> You're going potty. <laughs> potty. Uh, we find out that the unicorn is in the vicinity. The unicorn being the name that was somehow given to a uh, locally prominent thief. Yeah, what a weird name. Yeah. And frankly, I for one had completely forgotten the plot of this episode. <laughs> right. So I was super bummed out that there's not a real unicorn in this. <laughs> right, because with Doctor Who, you sort of assume there will be. I was like, oh, there's not a unicorn voiced by Mia Farrow? I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Why Mia Farrow? She that- was the voice of the last unicorn in the oh. cartoon adaptation of The Last Unicorn. Oh, okay. Which was one in the series of uh, children's animated films that happened like in the 70s and 80s where you're like, this is so horrifying. Oh, it's like that uh, that Boschke kind of uh, Yeah. Yes. It's like Sad that and like The Hobbit and uh, The Black yeah. Cauldron even. Because mm-hmm. like The Black Cauldron was Disney, but it was still just like, what? Yeah. What is going just the on? The style of artwork kind of makes you sad. I know. Yeah, well, well, I think that was just, you know, we were all going through a lot in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> as a culture. And I think it's reflected in the animation uh-huh. of the time. You ever watched uh, Josie and the Pussycats? Good Lord. Devastating. Is that the 80s? Yeah, well, I said 70s and 80s oh, to cover my ass. You did. I was thinking ahead. Oh, I uh, frequently do think ahead. Much like <laughs> Doctor Who. Yes. Uh, so Lady Edison's husband shows up, who is not Lord Edison, because the title goes through Lady Edison, apparently. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. The socialite comes up, whose name I didn't catch at the time, but it turned out to be Miss Redmond. And she's like the highlight of the social scene. Everybody's delighted that they've got her. So like, is she a big hoe? Or? Yeah. Uh, sure. Sparkling wit, the Dorothy Parker of Great Britain? Like, what's the deal? Uh, we don't know. Aw. Maybe she can Charleston with the best of them. <laughs> I'm sure she can. The Reverend is introduced as Reverend Golightly, so there's that. It's uh, a bit on the nose. <laughs> right. And then finally, a woman who needs no introduction, Agatha Christie. Yeah, they introduced her anyway, though. Yeah. Well, she did need an introduction, because... Yeah, we, to us. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> the viewer at home. So Donna and the Doctor are, like, falling all over themselves. You know, Donna, as usual, the Doctor, somewhat more uh, unusually. They're, they're going crazy for her. They're really excited. She's somewhat, you know, underwhelmed by their excitement. I really liked Agatha Christie mm-hmm. as a character. I mm-hmm. like the actress a lot. She reminded me a lot of the girl who plays Lady Edith on Downton Abbey. Right, yeah. Uh, which I'm sure, in part, is the costuming and the, <laughs> the hairstyling. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I enjoyed her whole, her whole spiel where she's just like, I hate all of you. <laughs> right. She's like, leave me alone. I'm a writer. I want to go write things and not be bothered by you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, do they already start Dr. and Donna, like, dropping, you know, compliments to her at this point that are anachronistic that she uh, hasn't, like, achieved yet? I think so. Okay. I think Donna, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the running gag of the whole episode. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because at this point, uh, Lady Edison helpfully states that she has read all six of Agatha Christie's mm-hmm. books. So to, to let you know where we're at there. Um, hey, you know why? Because old-timey people didn't know <laughs> stuff. <laughs> they did not. In fact, waka waka. Um, <laughs> Do you have a theme song you're going to drop in right there? Uh, that actually is it. Yeah. It's been a long time. No, that's true. It's been we a haven't... long time since I dropped old-timey people don't, didn't know stuff. But yeah, if, nice you, if you watch period things, it is a very common experience to have people say like, 
here's something that's true now, but it won't be about the future, you know? And, uh-huh. and just like the way that it's edited. And then there's like a record and, scratch. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. Six books? Most, most every single Titanic adaptation there's ever been they're the mm. worst offenders yeah because they're like oh you know the titanic is gonna be here forever right <laughs> certainly won't sink <laughs> from an iceberg <laughs> a lady edison also asks after mr christie and that turns out to be awkward mm-hmm. so and not just because they're all british <laughs> right mm. there seems to yeah. be a problem happening more than the standard level of awkwardness uh, somebody notices that the professor is not present, so they send a servant off after him. He is named Professor Peach. <laughs> yes. So I wrote, Professor Peach, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> but all will be revealed yes. in due course. <laughs> uh, then the doctor notices something. He sees the date on a newspaper and realizes that this is the day that Agatha Christie disappears. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yes. Did you know this fact about her? I don't think I did. And I mean, we saw this episode, you know, when it originally aired. Oh, okay. And I learned it then, but I don't right. think I had known that about yeah, her. Yeah, neither before. of us are big Agatha Christie fans. Yeah, yeah. somewhat oddly. We spent. Yeah. Well, you in particular like mystery novels. Yeah, I like mysteries, and it seems like mm. the sort of thing. And I've, I've read a couple of the ones of hers that, like, her first, like, two were in public domain. Mm. And so I've just sort of downloaded them randomly and read them, and I, I like. I like them fine, but... Yeah, we just watched uh, Death on the Nile right. for the first time, which was pretty okay. Yeah, uh, starring... I mean, not starring, but including Maggie Smith. Yeah, and Mia Farrow. Oh. I'm doing the secret on Mia wow. Farrow, by the way. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Mia Farrow as many times as possible because I want to meet her. Yeah, Kelly's a big fan. I'm suddenly. huge. Yeah. Well, she's just great, Tom. All right, that's fine. I wish that I'd known when I was younger. She did Frank Sinatra. She did do Frank Sinatra. And that, the other guy, the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Not Frank Sinatra? No. Yeah, well, the other... Yeah. I, mean, uh, uh, the, yeah. Is... I ruined it. <laughs> Was that Frank Sinatra's nickname? The, the director. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a name like that, right? Yeah, he was the chairman of the, the board. The chairman of the board. <laughs> Which is like a director the, of movies, Well, it's right? the board of directors, so he was one of the directors. <laughs> just, right. It I was just going to clarify that he was the chairman of them. If I met him, I would just call him Chairman Meow. Because <laughs> he's so slick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that would go over well. <laughs> With Frank Sinatra? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was notoriously easy. So. <laughs> well, I, I mean, think it might go I think it might go fine. Uh good luck. Well, you know, if the TARDIS shows up, yeah. I might have an opportunity. You're like, listen, I will accompany you through time and space. Step one, Frank Sinatra, go. Yeah, I could sass the whole rat pack. That's right. Which one of the rat pack turns out to have been the alien? <laughs> Probably You know what if it's I think Sammy Davis Jr. is too obvious. That's true. Since he was black. Yeah. And My money's on Dean Martin, actually. Okay. Because he was like the most successful one, like in different genres. You know, he had all those movies with Jerry Lewis. Right. You know, saying. Yeah. Because like Frank might have been the chairman, but like Dean was like the Dick Cheney, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think Dean was the CEO, like the one with the actual power. Ah, I see what you're saying. Chairman okay. of the board is really kind of an honorary position. Yeah. yeah you're mostly just like drunk all the time, I think. Right. As was Frank Sinatra, <laughs> I assume. Hmm. Then there was that mousy one, right? 
The rat, ratty one? You know what? Rat, I, Joey honestly, the rat? <laughs> I honestly only know Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr. Well, yeah, Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop was yeah. in it. I don't know who he Wasn't was. Wasn't he in New Kids why. on the Block? <laughs> Maybe. That's Joey Fat One. <laughs> no, that's in sync. Oh. <laughs> Joey McIntyre was in New Kids oh, on the Block. The curly headed one. Yeah. Incidentally, all these people probably have holiday albums you could buy. <laughs> Many of them probably need your money, or their estate does. The Backstreet Boys have a cruise. I did not know that. What? <laughs> There's a Backstreet Boys cruise. Just the whole thing is Backstreet Boys. It's like a Backstreet Boys theme cruise, and you hang out. With the yeah, well, I knew Kid, I knew <laughs> Kid Rock had one, I think. There was that 90s one I tried to convince you to go on, but then it <laughs> fell through. It was like Toad the Wet Sprocket and the Gin Blossoms and Marcy Playground. And as soon as I think I was, I was probably naked at the time. Uh, just like, and you know, I'm in my underwear, like on the computer, and I like sure. bust into Tom's office, and I'm like, we're going on this 90s cruise. And he was like, uh, okay. It sounds great. Yeah, it sounds like amazing times yeah complimentary sex and candy with every <laughs> booking so they uh they embarked <laughs> from allison road this has been a nightmare up yours downstairs <laughs> vaguely remembers celebrities <laughs> <laughs> back on doctor who as like us, m- many people may not have been familiar with the Agatha Christie story, so the doctor helpfully fills us all in with uh, some flashback newspaper headlines that come up that look to me just like the Harry Potter ones <laughs> with the pictures weren't moving. Um, but it's basically that she disappeared for a few days. Uh, what was it, like five days or something like that? I thought they said two days. It was only yeah. two days. Uh, but, you know, for days, her car it was, was it found. It was two slow news days. <laughs> right. So it was big news. <laughs> right. It was after the war to end all wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was pretty like, much. Well, all we got to do now is report yeah. on a novelist going missing. Here's a mystery with a mystery writer. Headline. Um, it sells itself. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she showed up at the Harrogate Hotel with no memory of where she had been. And in a fabulous dress. Right. Yeah, she had a fugue state, like Walter mm-hmm. White. Yes. Yes, indeed. So Maybe uh, she was inventing crystal meth. Somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. Might as well be Agatha Christie. Might as well be her. Why not her? That's right. Everybody just assumes it was some man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you assumed, Natasha? That I it was did. a man that invented crystal meth? I did. Yeah? Yeah. Seemed like a dude kind of a thing. Yeah, it kind of does. Getting the bathtub all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and then crystal meth happens? Is that yeah. how it's made? It's made in bathtubs, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. Mrs. Mrs. Crystal Meth Inventor comes home. God damn it. Ain't through the tile in the bathroom again. He's like, yeah, but look at all this money I made. Also, my teeth are gone. Can we fix that? Shane, there's a Mrs. Meth. Is that what's... Is yeah, that Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Meth. I'll name it after you, baby. Because <laughs> her name is Crystal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, just whoever it is that makes it so difficult to buy Sudafed, that's who's at fault here. Um <laughs> So yes, this expository flashback is interrupted by screams. The uh, the housekeeper 
This is Chandrasekhar. Panda Troska? It's the first two syllables were Chandra, and I forgot okay. to write it down ever. Mm. Um, in any case. Racist. Yes. Uh, she <laughs> screams. Uh, everybody comes running, and the professor is dead. <gasps> yes. Uh, so they run in. The doctor takes a look. It was uh, hit on the head with a blunt instrument. His watch stopped when he fell, etc., etc. Uh, Agatha Christie is there, and she sneakily picks something up from... Uh, over by the fireplace or something. They say they're going to call the police, but the doctor announces that he is, in fact, from Scotland Yard and will take over the investigation using the psychic paper again. Oh, that was... Okay. Yeah. yeah so that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes that... I, was like, oh, I, I guess I it's just magic or something. About, I thought about telling you. <laughs> Which is generally a safe assumption <laughs> yeah. to make. Yeah. It's just magic or something. it's just magic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 was that your record scratch? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tom, let's hear yours. that just sounded like a very confused cow to me i don't know i've not tried to do a record scratch before that i can recall are you are we gonna hear yours now oh i thought i already did one but oh um right (laughs) i think we're all on par with each other yeah note to self get official podcasting beatboxer that yeah sounds great that's just what we've been missing up until now i agree all right we could have a whole new theme song (laughs) uh donna cannot believe that there is a murder mystery happening while they meet agatha christie and she says it would be just like meeting charles dickens surrounded by ghosts at christmas uh which is hilarious because that happened it did definitely (laughs) happen yeah and it starred gwen from torchwood which made it even more uh crazy oh yeah yeah (laughs) This is this is all the Davies. These are these are deep cuts. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, that's why I just hmm. yeah (laughs) must be must be magic. Did not know that. Yeah, (laughs) must be magic. Yeah, I I I do have to agree with Donna. This does strain credulity like a little bit. I was like, really? I know they bring it all back at the end. I know. Look, that's the thing about they haven't finished explaining the magic. That's the thing about Doctor Who, though, because like. I mean, I don't even know if this was the case when we first started watching, but I would, you know, now I'm just like, oh, like, oh, okay. That seems ridiculous. <laughs> it, it does seem ridiculous. I think I've just been down in the Edwardian trenches, too. <laughs> <laughs> you no longer... I'm like, shouldn't somebody be dying in childbirth by now? God. You no longer appreciate seeing Agatha Christie fight a giant wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I didn't appreciate it. I just find it hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor and Agatha Christie set off in one direction or whatever, and he sends Donna off with a magnifying glass to search for more clues. Uh, he's found some kind of residue that is a bunch of science fiction-y words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Doctor and Agatha start interviewing everybody one by one and asking them where they were at quarter to four, which is when the murder happened. So Reverend Grove, uh, he says that he was... <laughs> He says that he was alone, except insofar as you can never be truly alone when you have the Lord, which is uh, it's still pretty alone. I know. I always would be like, hey, the Lord, quit following me around. I'm sick of you leaving your muddy footprints in my house. You know, when there's no footprints, that's when I know I was carrying the Lord. Mm. <laughs> and flying? <Makes> sense. <laughs> no, my feet are clean. Fair enough. I wear shoes. It's true. Generally. Damn hippie. Uh, okay, so there was that. You picture Jesus or like just God? 
Jesus. Okay. Have you ever seen that, that footprints poem? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But when you said the Lord, I always think of God. Oh, really? I always yeah. think of Jesus as being the Lord. Oh. Nobody ever thinks about the Holy Spirit. No. I bet, <laughs> don't you think the Holy Spirit is like super bitter like all the time? Yeah. It's always drinking like communion wine up in heaven. Like, you know, it He's wasn't the, for me. The Holy Spirit's like the Zeppo marks of the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like the, yeah. The Joey... The Joey, yes, the Joey Bishop. <laughs> All I wanted to say was the Joey Rat one. I didn't know what his name was. <laughs> anyway. Right. Uh, uh, the next guy who I just wrote down is some guy, but is Lady Edison's son, I think. I wrote gay guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he's this very emphatic that he was out walking alone very much alone not with anyone i'm never with anyone i've never seen anybody else who are you and so he's on. an atheist <laughs> right <laughs> yes he he sure as hell hopes the lord wasn't around um because yes he was he was meeting his gay lover yeah he was he was mm-hmm. gaining it up out in the yard yes which was exciting it reminded me yeah. of morris yeah mm-hmm we watched a whole movie that was about gay people in the Edwardian era. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was very similar in tone. Yeah. So well done, Doctor well, Who. They had those characters in uh, Downton Abbey, too. They did. Apparently, well, and mainly according to our uh, listeners, they were like, that's a very like progressive view in the most recent season. Because mm-hmm. like, it kind of like came to light that uh, Thomas was gay. And uh-huh. everybody was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. We're right. not going to fire him. Oh. Like, hey, police who are here to arrest this man for sodomy, you go fuck yourselves. Nice. Right. Uh, it was nice, but it, was, it, it upset some of a lot of people that felt it was... it was a rosy view of how sure. it would have been. Uh, but apparently Morris is more accurate, although that still had a really happy ending. Yeah, but there was a lot of unhappiness in the middle. Oh, like, yeah. And like somebody, that... somebody did go to jail for sodomy, so... Oh. Yeah, yeah. As part of a, a sting operation. <laughs> Miss Redmond, the jewel of the social scene, uh, says that she was alone getting ready and being excited, but we see her uh, sort of flashback, and she was actually had a gun with her. Mm-hmm. So that she was alone with her gun. You know, here's pro tip. If you're going to go to a party at an English country house, you make sure you have somebody with you at all times. <laughs> that would just save everybody a lot of time, I yeah. think, in the long run. Also, when, when the bodies start dropping, mm-hmm. you can be like, I'm covered. Yeah. Also, check if your gun is loaded before you get there. Like, don't wait until you're in the house and pull it out. And, like, do I have, you know, mm-hmm. like, Maybe think she ahead. just picked it up on the way there. Oh, that's true. She's like, oh, hey, gun. I might need that later. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Edison's husband uh, was also alone. He was reading uh, something about something that was bringing him back to the war. And it was, in fact, some classy 1920s porn. Oh, man. So sophisticated. Yeah. Although I guess, at the, you know, I guess it's relative. Like at the time, yeah. people would have been like, ah, an ankle. It was a lot of ankle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could see both ankles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Lady Edison was also alone. She was taking her tea that she says is her ritual. I like her style. Yes. Her tea, is a, her tea is uh, whiskey, it looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah, her tea comes in a flask and appears to be quite strong. Uh-huh. So. Because she's, like, hiccuping through her interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, this lady, she didn't do it. She's too drunk. Yeah, like, why would you even be the idle rich if you can't just kind of be buzzed all day, every day? Yeah. Like, you know, I... That's my plan. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Fair enough. You're like the pun whisperer. I know. No, oh, like I see them in other people. <laughs> no, because I was telling uh, somebody recently. I was like, you know, I make puns unintentionally. unintentionally. Natasha's like yeah. pun. People do it every time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's Mr. E and not uh, Lord E. They no, it's not. Well, it's not even Mr. E. I wrote that down because mm. Edison. It said that she was Lady Edison, and the Edison is like the title that she has that her husband. So does. it's like oh. on Downton Abbey, how uh, Lord Grantham's uh-huh. name is actually Robert Crawley, right? But uh-huh. his title is Lord Grantham. Oh, but because yeah. of whatever vagaries and entailments of this particular estate, mm. this right. guy couldn't marry into the title. Right. And so they, they oh, gave his I name see. as Mr. Something Else. I like that I they decided remember. to throw this extra confusing layer into the story. You know, I bet in right. Britain you just, like, you just know this stuff. Backwards and forwards? Yeah. Well, I mean, at least if you're middle class or upward. Yeah. That's who Doctor Who's for. Yeah, exactly. It's a fancy show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. It's highfalutin. Yeah. (laughs) Got the analog effects. (laughs) Right. Uh, Oh, and I love, oh, I I brought it up. I loved his uh, flashback within a flashback. Right, he did have a flashback. He went back to like the Moulin Rouge or something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like Jim Broadbent, get out of here. He was all lost. (laughs) (laughs) I just enjoyed that moment. (laughs) Yeah. That was nice. Uh, so the doctor and Agatha Christie discuss the fact that everybody was alone. Nobody has an alibi. And she says, oh, we'll have to use our little gray cells, which uh, is a, a Poirot line, which I would not have known until we watched that movie just the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't hmm. know. Oh, that that was I um, sort of trademark. Thing. I, I didn't know that at all. So, And <laughs> I watched enough. the whole movie. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, the, and the doctor randomly takes this moment to discuss a similar thing that happened to him uh, during the days of Charlemagne, oddly. And there's a sort of odd flashback where he looks kind of like Robin Hood or yeah, something. Yeah, and he's got, didn't he have like a claymore or something weird? Yeah, that was sort of odd. He's like, David Tennant, you're a bit poncy for this flashback. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... You're not really the Charlemagne type. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you were there, you'd be like an alchemist or something. But. Yeah, or like whatever kind of priests they had. But uh, anyway, like fortunately, priests, I assume. Yeah, this is like a very short-lived flashback. We get right. we get back yeah. into the action. Yeah, it's mainly just one of the many times that Agatha Christie is like, uh, "Why are you saying insane things, <laughs> insane person?" Party. <laughs> Agatha, Agatha thinks she's got one over on the doctor, says he missed an important clue, and he's like, oh, you mean that piece of paper you took? Ha, 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 ha. Um, and she's like, oh, you got me. Uh, he saw her reflected in the glass of the bookcase. Right. And they have a bit of a smirk off. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it, the only word found on this piece of paper was uh, maiden. So. Well, that could mean anything. <laughs> Wait, it could I think be, maybe four things. Right. There's there's yeah. a limited number like, of things. Depending on if it was a compound word and half of it got ripped up. Right. The point <laughs> is somebody had not had sex and was still a maiden. Okay. So it would seem. Um, this is what it meant at the time. Donna's poking around somewhere when the butler kind of looms up behind her threateningly. Uh, but he just says that, you know, you can't get into this room. It's been locked forever. You know, nobody gets into the Forbidden West Wing. Um, but We've got a beast in there. <laughs> right. Uh, but Donna says, pulls her Scotland Yard authority mm-hmm. and, and gets them to unlock it. Pop, uh, pop. Hmm? That's what she says. Pop, pop, pop. Yes, that's true. 
Oh, yeah, she did say that. Later, she tells him to buttle off, which I liked. <laughs> yeah. And be telling Tom to buttle off from now on. I look forward to it. I don't think you're telling the truth. <laughs> oh, buttle off. <laughs> uh, and apparently, the, the reason the room was locked, uh, that Lady Edison had come home from India with malaria, locked herself into that room for six months, came out, and nobody has gone into it since. And that was 40 years ago. Well, except Miss Havisham. <laughs> right. <laughs> she is presumably in there now. <laughs> She's turned into a giant wasp. Uh, ask her for some cake. Uh, yeah, which is an odd story because why would you then not let anybody into that room for 40 years? Like malaria, like do you think like malaria is sort of like incubated in there? Like anybody opens it, mosquito comes out. I think everybody just, I don't know, like she's like the lady of the house. I think that was just, people were like, well, she's being crazy. We can't tell her to stop. No, 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 I'm not blaming the butler. It's just why would she do that? Well, but I'm just saying she's crazy. Like it was just, you know. But like, what, like, does, what do the servants think is really going Oh, okay. Wrong? I see what you're saying. Because they probably don't believe her story. Yeah. I don't know. As a servant, I would feel that it wasn't my job to worry about it. I mean, it. really, yeah, as a servant, I guess it, you're right? like, well, Maybe. I would totally talk about it. Like, why is that door? Guys, why is that door locked? I'd be like, uh, I don't know, but that's one room we don't ever have to clean, so shut up. <laughs> yeah, but we should have to clean it once in a while, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I don't want to clean it either, but you, it makes more sense that we would, right? <laughs> What's one more room? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> the unpopular servant. <laughs> <laughs> one person show. <laughs> For the makers of Unpopular Student. <laughs> Would it be great if we had another project, you guys? <laughs> I think you forgot to assign homework. <laughs> that clock's fast. <laughs> uh, so Donna Donna enters the haunted room, um, which doesn't look that bad, honestly, for yeah, being unattended I, you know, for 40 think years. there would be a much thicker covering of dust in there, yeah. like Pompeii levels. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, there's just your standard abandoned teddy bears. Um, <laughs> they come with every locked room. Um, <laughs> but she hears he, she hears a buzzing noise, and uh, oh, it's like that uh, Samuel Beckett play. What? Yes, the buzzing. Look, five people appreciated that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. It's called not I, <laughs> and all it is is a mouth talking about this buzzing. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. It is dumb, but it's great. <laughs> That's Beckett for you. I know. He uh, was Irish. What do you expect? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, the buzzing is, of course, that giant wasp from before, and it attacks. Donna is upset, as you would think she would be. Uh, this, this wasp is about person-sized when we say giant. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, but she's clever. She uses her uh, magnifying glass... Uh, Really, I think this happens a bit easily. I, I thought that I've never as well. actually tried to focus light through a micro uh, magnifying glass to Mm-mm. burn something, right? Uh, but it happens immediately. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. it's like it's, but it's late afternoon. It's like five. You're not going to get a strong enough. With I don't buy it. Is weak, what I'm saying. Weak English sun. No. Yeah. Well, magic. <laughs> yeah, I never burned anything with a magnifying glass either. Am I? 
Boy Scouts were not very helpful. It's the sort of thing I should have learned, I feel. Uh, I don't know. I always associate it with like weird kids killing ants mm-hmm. before they move on to larger animals and then people. Right. Well, the idea was to learn ways to set a fire with a, if you don't have matches or anything. Mm-hmm. But I just decided to maybe just always have matches. So that- Do you carry <laughs> matches in your wallet? Uh, normally, I don't need to set anything on fire. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we've got lighters. Semper Fi, brother. <laughs> Isn't that the Boy Scout motto? Mm-hmm. N- no, it's no, it not. Is. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. Thanks. I Fact for- checker. I Natasha were- Muse, uh-huh. everybody. I forgot that you were an Eagle Scout. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Were you? <laughs> <laughs> but I could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I like her chances more than yours. Oh, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> I was not a natural fit in that organization. Probably it would have helped if you'd been an eagle. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, that's that's actually it. Great, great. You have to turn into the animal corresponding to the rank. Yeah, the it's warging a, badge. <laughs> the warging badge, yeah. Perfect sense to me. Right. So uh, the Doctor and Agatha Christie come. Uh, Donna manages to trap the giant wasp in the haunted room. Uh, but it's it stings right through the door. <gasps> yeah, so it's all pretty scary. Somebody's going to have to clean that room now. <laughs> <laughs> Fix the door and everything. Yep. I didn't say I wanted to do it. I just said one of us should have to. <laughs> I feel like the end of the unpopular servant is the unpopular servant getting stabbed to death, Julius Caesar <laughs> yeah. style. <laughs> And then they realize that now they have to clean that up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Et tu, Chandra? (laughs) (laughs) So Agatha Christie continues to be surprised by the supernatural goings on. And this this is where she says that the doctor is completely potty. Potty! (laughs) Right. Um, I'm never going to stop saying that. I, I'm aware. That and buttle off. <laughs> I know this when you're not... This podcast is the gift that keeps on giving. I know when you're locked into things, Kelly. I'm Thanks, babe. familiar with the signs. <laughs> uh, downstairs in the kitchen, the servants are discussing the, uh, the murder. And suddenly, the housekeeper has a thought about what, what might be going on. So she rushes off to see Lady Edison. Unfortunately, as she heads outside, a gargoyle falls on her. While she stands still. While she stands still it. and watches. Uh, yeah. Very similar to how somebody dies in Death on the Nile, in fact. <laughs> That's actually It was true. almost identical oh, yeah. in terms of the shot composition. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. That's um, a nice... Uh, I like when uh, directors do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, let that be even a warning if, to uh, servants everywhere. If you have a thought, keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps she should have waited until she was spoken to. Did you think of that? <laughs> well, you saw what thinking got her into in the first place, so probably not. Right. So as she lies under this gargoyle uh, dying, she uh, does get out some final last words, which are the poor little child. Mm-hmm. So that's the clue that she manages to offer. I'm like uh, it could be anyone. Right. The, the wasp attacks again. Uh, there's more chasing around with the wasp. Uh, more magnifying glass action. Uh, <laughs> but they realize, at some at somehow the doctors figured out that somebody there is turning into this wasp. That this isn't a separate wasp. This is one of the guests who is also a giant wasp. 
And so the the wasp flies oh, off into this hallway. That old trope. Right. <laughs> Indeed. I hate it when I throw a dinner party and it turns out one of the guests is also a giant wasp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is why you need references. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the, the wasp goes off into this hall. They burst out after it. And, and the doctor's like, who's there? And everybody pokes their heads out into the hallway because they're all there. And so the wasp could be any one of them. Which is actually, this is very similar to The Thing at this point. Oh, yeah, it is a lot like uh, The Thing. Yeah. yeah, except The Thing, if The Thing could only turn into a wasp <laughs> due to... And not the, the go into other people. Right. Yeah. And if the effects were less convincing. <laughs> um, sort of like The Incredible Hulk. If the Hulk could fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's true. All the guests insist that Agatha Christie solve these mysteries. This is, okay, this pissed me off. Okay, me too. No, because I was like, these people are exactly like the people who, when you tell them, oh, I'm a comedian, they're like, tell me a joke. <laughs> tell me a joke. You're a comedian. Tell me a joke. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah, I don't got to yeah. tell you a joke. Come see me. <laughs> you know what? You want to solve this mystery, you go buy all six of her books, <laughs> read them, and then solve it yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and also it's like, you know, the reason she's able to solve those mysteries in her books was because she wrote the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and right. she says this, but eventually like comes around to their way of thinking. And I just, yeah, uh, it made me sad. I wanted to they pour all out convince a flask her that for her. She's smarter about yeah. solving crimes than she ought to be. Yeah. Even the doctor does that. Yeah. But he's always very into the liberal arts. <laughs> he's always yeah. like, oh, because you write stories, you know about stuff. Which yeah. may or may not be true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's generally very complimentary. The doctor's generally good for your self-esteem. Yeah, he's a very positive dude. If you're not like an evil alien bent on domination. Otherwise. Well, you know, and I will say this much, at least for the doctor, you know, these other plebes, you know, whatever. But for the doctor, you know, at least in that case, he's like, okay, I know about all this crazy supernatural stuff, but you understand sort of like human motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, I mean, you know, if he wasn't there, I doubt he would have. Although I don't know why he would have said anything about it one way or the other if he wasn't there. That's true. I've lost the train. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost... The Orient Express has really gone off the rails here. Screet! (laughs) Oh, that was was not bad. Yeah, all right. We do the hand gesture this time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, which is great for this podcast. Uh (laughs) That's why I told everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Um... Yeah, that's, that's the, the two things we need, a beatboxer and somebody describing the gestures that we're making. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Kelly scratches behind her left ear. I'll make a separate track that you, you can download. <laughs> <laughs> they can listen to at the same time or right, separately. The, yeah. It's like yeah. a commentary track. <laughs> DVD. Uh, so yeah, and Agatha Christie uh, really much more intelligently says that maybe this doctor should solve the mystery as he is, again, as far as everybody knows at this point, an actual detective. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot that lie I made up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I make up so many. It's hard. Uh, there's a bit of a scene with Donna and Agatha Christie sitting out in the garden when Donna says, for one thing, she says that maybe, she she at least remembers to say maybe that people will make your... Uh, books into movies, even talking pictures. And Agatha Christie says, talking pictures? Which I didn't like that. because it Yeah, because uh, they, film had been invented yeah, at that point. Right. Film was a standard thing. I mean, Hollywood had, had gotten started. People had, you know, uh, Gosford Park yeah, style. Yeah, Bob Alaban. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yes, they didn't have talking pictures yet, but 
they had recorded sound, they had recorded video, like it wasn't a crazy notion that somebody would figure out yeah, how to put them together. Yeah, if I can make a writer's note, they should have said moving, you know, the moving pictures, and then it wouldn't have been so ridiculous. Right. I don't know. I don't know what they could have done. But or if she it, just said movies. Yeah. So, like using a word that was not... Yeah, or something. She would have been like, like a, what's a movie? Right. I don't know. In any case... Way the- to fail, Gareth Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So that... That is, uh, that attempt at an old timey people didn't move, know stuff moment kind of kind of fell flat for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they all fall flat, but whoa. that one flat is it trope. Does it just bug you guys? I mean, yeah, just of, for the fact that people lean joke. on it so much, um, it does get really tedious. Yeah. And again, I think we see it more than most people. Right, right. And we're also predisposed to be the kind of people who don't think it's cute. Mm. Right. We're like uh, we're, we're yeah. very we're very sour negative people. Yeah. So that <laughs> sour negative. <laughs> we, we don't we don't take things in a spirit of fun. It's the worst blood type. <laughs> <laughs> sour negative. Yeah. Super rare. It's, yeah, very rare. I feel it's, bad for our eventual children. <laughs> it's a universal donor, but nobody wants it. <laughs> uh Donna then goes on to give Agatha Christie a little pep talk about her relationship troubles and says that, you know, she'll find somebody else and all this sort of thing. Uh, relating to, all related to events earlier in the season with Donna Noble that none of us really remember. Oh, actually, I remember. Do you? That's the episode I saw. Yeah. Oh, is the it? Runaway like the Bride? First of, yeah. This yeah. Is the first season. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't remember it and I just assumed and nobody else would. Episodes. Yeah. Well, this was, this was her introduction. It was right. a Christmas special when she was getting oh. married. But then it turned out her fiance was a giant spider who was doing something. It was an hmm. alien giant spider. Oh, I mean, I mean, clearly, not just right. a quotidian everyday <laughs> right. giant spider. Just not your normal giant spider human. But, but I like this oh, is wait, an old timey people didn't know stuff that I actually did enjoy mm-hmm. because Donna knows this stuff about Agatha Christie because right. the doctor exposited it to her earlier in the episode. But Agatha Christie's like, oh, is my marriage the stuff of gossip now? But, I mean, nobody's actually really said that much mm-hmm. about it. Right. But I did like that. Like, yeah, that, that actually worked for me. Yeah, that was all right. And it was also in the same scene when uh, uh, Donna – or actually, well, in one of these scenes, Donna makes a reference to Miss Marple, which, again, is much more plausible that Donna would would not remember – you know – you can be an Agatha Christie fan and not know what order her books were written. I didn't in, even know that Hercule Poirot was Agatha Christie. Oh, like yeah. I don't know why oh. I didn't know that, but I didn't know that when we were watching Death on the Nile. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, uh, who?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Agatha Christie, no shit." <laughs> Fair play to you, Agatha Christie. <laughs> but she also says that Agatha is like you know smart and can figure things out, and all of a sudden she does. She sees that some flower stalks are bent. Uh, she goes over there and she finds a little uh, leather case. When they open it up, it turns out to be uh, thief tools. Mm-hmm. Um, a thief tool kit. Right. Which, you yeah, know. you know. They what? sell them at every corner store. The store. <laughs> well, they sell them at the, in the criminal's department at Selfridges. I'll just take those $300 worth of burglar's tools. Um, that was a nice case, It though. was a nice case, and uh-huh. I thought all the little tools were really adorable. Yeah, that's really cute. I was like, oh, I would like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, if anybody wants to get us something for Christmas. Yeah, a set of vintage 1920s burglar's tools. I think our building was built in the 1920s. That could be fun for us. That's true. <laughs> could be a whole Harriet the Spy thing. 
None of the people in this apartment, listen, in this building, listen to this podcast. Wouldn't right? it be funny if they did? <laughs> and then we rob we them. We deliberately, <laughs> we deliberately like never talk to our neighbors. So if it turned out oh, yeah? that we had like fans in the building, <laughs> that would, would be, be hysterical. The the exact awkwardness that we've always hoped to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, they they surmise that these thief tools are. A, are a sign that the unicorn bum, must bum, be bum. present. Like, why are you- <laughs> I thought you were starting to do a record scratch. <laughs> wicka, wicka, DJ Unicorn in the house. It'd be like Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good DJ name. DJ Unicron? I know. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. If only I was good at anything. Copyright Donna Noble. Um, Yeah, uh, so uh, the doctor, they show, I think they show it to the doctor. Uh, The butler comes in with drinks. The doctor makes some other science fiction-y comment, and uh, Agatha Christie says that they sound like Edward Lear. Uh, Didn't he create uh, All in the Family? (laughs) No, that was Norman Lear. (laughs) That's supposed to be funny, right? It was supposed to be (laughs) funny. Yeah, yeah. You know the talking, the talking uh, television pictures <laughs> right. from the 1920s, featuring Sir Archie Bunker and his wife, Lady Edith Archibald. <laughs> Wait, what did Edward Lear do, though? Uh, he was he was a, a nonsense poet. Oh, like mm-hmm. uh, that Jabberwocky guy. Like that Jabberwocky. And that guy. other guy, uh, the Walter Mitty guy. Thurber? Yeah, Thurber. Yeah. I was like, we watched that whole play about him that time. We did. Mm-hmm. It was it was terrible. It was. Um, the play itself wasn't that bad. It was just a bad production. Well, mm. they were kids. I hope my brother doesn't <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> Does he live in the building? <laughs> Wouldn't that be even weirder? That, that actually, yeah. I lived here for seven years. You never talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't have been my neighbor. I've been texting all this time. We couldn't have been hanging out. Suddenly, the doctor uh, rides in agony, and he's been poisoned. <gasps> right. Oh, yeah. Okay. You guys. All right. Like, all three of them have commented. Like, every person in this episode has been like, OMG, it's just like being in an Agatha Christie book. So why would you drink something Mm-mm. that you didn't see its preparation? Like, as soon as that butler brought those in, I was like, don't drink it. Yeah. Like, an English house party is basically like a frat party. Like, don't leave your drink unattended. Yeah. It's- <laughs> It was a drive-by roofie. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Why, though, would the giant wasp resort to cyanide when it could have just resorted to, you know, giant waspery? I don't know. Was it the giant wasp that put the cyanide in the I don't know. Does that ever get resolved? But the wasp doesn't usually doesn't kill anybody with its waspiness. Oh, that's true. It killed uh, Professor Peach with the lead pipe. Oh, yeah, they totally made a clue joke after I was angry. (laughs) I was like, did they? Were they just too busy to come up with a you know non stone fruit name for this (laughs) professor? There's so many other fruits. You actually, you actually couldn't get a doctorate in England at the time if your name wasn't a stone fruit. It was ancient guild rules that had been passed down from generation to generation. Dean Emeritus Nectarine, what do you think? Um, I don't know, Professor Apricot. (laughs) 
So Agatha Christie detects that it was cyanide and doesn't really understand why the doctor is trying to do anything because it's in- invariably fatal. Fun fact, uh, if you have a drink and it smells like bitter almond and you weren't expecting that smell, if you didn't order up a nice uh, De Serrano on the rocks, <laughs> you just got cyanided. <laughs> That may not be a fun fact if it ever becomes relevant. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> Uncomfortable fact. <laughs> Tragic fact. Yeah, very sad fact. You will soon be dead. I hope you have a living will. Unless you are a time lord and you can quickly come up with uh, ginger beer, uh, something with protein, something salty, and a shock. Mm-hmm. These are the ingredients that he, uh, in a, a madcap scene runs into the kitchen and demands these various things. At times, attempts to uh, do charades with Donna Noble. She is not good at charades. Uh, fortunately, he periodically regains the ability to speak. <laughs> Thus. I don't know. You think if Agatha Christie is as smart as they all say, she should have gotten salt right away. Like, I thought that was pretty obvious. I thought obvious. salt was pretty, yeah. Yeah. She wrote, salt, she wrote all those books about charades. You'd think she'd be able to solve them. <laughs> oh, you write books about charades? Mind something. <laughs> I thought he couldn't talk because his mouth was full. Oh, was maybe it, that was it because yeah, the I think that means that's that, more plausible. It could be it. I was trying it was. to choke down the protein, whatever that was. The walnuts. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah, it was uh, ginger beer, walnuts, and anchovies. Yeah. yeah. So he's not immortal, huh? He can be killed pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, but he has the power to regenerate. So, oh, like, okay. if he basically, yeah, he's very difficult to kill. Uh, but it's theoretically possible, but if it ever comes close, he regenerates. Yeah, there's mm. like... Which is how they bring in new actors. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, just, they almost kill him, and then he regenerates, and all of a sudden, it's uh, in the thick of its Peter Capaldi. Yeah. And there we are. <laughs> um, yes, and... And when he's it, like, now we're Malkovich, and gone <laughs> from there. Uh, so when he re- requests a big shock, uh, Donna Noble kisses him, thus giving them something shocking to put in the uh, next time on Doctor Who the previous week. Uh, it's much like they would do with the X-Files, where they yeah. would find some contrived reason for uh, there to be a shot of Mulder and Scully kissing, but it's not... They're not it's really not kissing. Really. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I do... That's why we like Donna Noble the best. I mean, they are constantly like... Because they did it earlier. They're like, oh, we're not a couple. We're not a couple. We're not mm-hmm. together. But, I mean, they never really went there. Right. With them. It really was an actual friendship because the first two compan two yeah yeah the first two companions in this reboot like the first one took a while but then eventually like it turned into romantic stuff and then the middle one was just like Gaga for the Doctor mm. from the beginning yeah and so it was refreshing to have this lady who was like I just got out of a terrible relationship with a giant spider <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like you that much yeah. right uh, yeah so we liked that about it it was more buddy buddy than. Like, ooh, will they, won't they? Right. She's like, I've made myself a dating rule. No aliens from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Learned it the hard way. Uh, so it's now a dark and stormy night that night. Uh, they're all having a formal dinner because they're so English that that's what they do. No, and I like that they're all now eating all this food. Mm-hmm. Somebody has been poisoned. And they're eating all this food that, again, uh, presumably none of them watch the preparation of. Because <laughs> right. as we all know, a poisoner never strikes twice at the same party. <laughs> but two poisoners do. It's true. Yes. The, the doctor also thinks this is funny because he has laced all the soup with pepper. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like pepper. 
Right. And as It's does, a tasty addition to any dish. Uh, Lady Edison's husband feels the same way. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought something was... <laughs> I thought this was unusually not bland. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, he, he used pepper because pepper consists of pepperine, which is often used in pesticides. I think that's a made-up word. <laughs> pepperine. Uh, it may or may not be, but it also seems like really trace amounts in Quick, soup. come up with the active ingredient in pepper. Uh, pepperine. God damn it, it's Professor Peach all over again. <laughs> uh, but apparently, I mean, I guess perhaps if you're an alien giant wasp, you're much more sensitive to pesticides mm. than a standard wasp. That, or maybe it's earth pepper? <laughs> <laughs> right. With earth's yellow sun, it throws yeah. everything <laughs> off, right? Um, because you think that being bigger, it would take more of a substance to affect you. Yeah. No, it uh, turns out, nope. It's, well, it's like, it's like homeopathic gone... poison. <laughs> he should have Oh, gone... it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. He should have gone straight up Cruella de Vil and just had everything taste like pepper and pepper only. Yeah. But he didn't. And then, uh, so, but now he's like, oh, somebody feeling uncomfortable. Uh, but unfortunately at this point, lightning strikes, all the lights go out. Um, there's a lot of darkness and lightning and buzzing and confused faces, and uh, bam, it's like wasp NATO all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> uh, the wasp is there and buzzing around. Uh, and when everything calms back down and the lights come back on, Lady E's necklace is gone from off of her neck. She's startled. But even more startling, her son has been killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a knife sticking out of his back, and he's face down in the pepper-laced soup. Boy. Wouldn't it have been something if somebody else had killed him and he had been the wasp? Then they never would have... Oh, wait. Never mind. I think that doesn't check out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In any case... Like, the wasp was just trying to, like, help out? Like, prevent the murders? (laughs) (laughs) And he just kept arriving too late? No! No, they're trying to kill you! Everyone's gonna think it's me! I'm a giant wasp! I'm very suspicious. People are so anti-wasp. I mean, suspect. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Son dead in the soup. Uh, <laughs> well, look. And at least his last meal was well seasoned. Um, so they're 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 trying to figure out what's going on. It's all quite mysterious. Agatha Christie is again kind of bumming herself out that she's not good at solving mysteries. Yeah, is she like on her period or something? Uh, she's just a real downer. That's the biggest mystery of all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but she she does say, as they're theorizing, she says that every murder is the same. Uh, somebody, you know, somebody is trying to get something that they want, which the doctor says, great, awesome. And this is where he says that, you know, she's the best because she's lived, she's loved, she's lost, she's... Especially you need snowflake and please help me. Right. So they all gather in the sitting room and Agatha Christie takes center stage. And this is her, this is her Poirot moment where she's gathered everybody to explain all the mysteries. Uh, she first goes to Miss Redmond uh, and points out that she is not... In fact, Miss Redmond, she is an imposter. And she says that when she was in the bathroom before, she got spooked somehow. I don't know why, actually. Because she threw her thief tools out the window, and that's why they wound up where Agatha Christie found them. Oh, yeah. So I don't know why she did I that. I don't either. You Maybe think? after the murder? She was afraid that people oh, would yeah. start yeah, searching. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Searching her stuff. yeah. It made sense to me at the time. I just don't remember why. Um 
And Miss Redmond immediately lapses into her Cockney thief <laughs> accent <laughs> and says, oh, it's a fair cop then, governor, blimey, etc. <laughs> Show your shoes! Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, All of a twist! Yeah. And she says, yes, I'll gladly confess to this burglary. Uh, here's her necklace. Yeah. And then I'll sit down and yeah. enjoy the rest of what happens. <laughs> right. Because nothing's going to happen yeah, now that like, I admitted to stealing all these things. <laughs> right. What else What else can they do to me at this point? <laughs> well, you know, I think if there's a giant wasp and you think you're about to have the giant wasp explained, I wouldn't want to yeah. leave and be like, so is that wasp in the shop again? I wouldn't want to leave. But if I is just that admitted, like a thing now? Do I people just, do that? If I just admitted to being a notorious criminal, I might be like, well, I'll probably guess I'll get going, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of planning to rob this other house yeah. tonight, so I'm just gonna. Can I just get those thief tools back, and <laughs> right. I'll just be on my way? But actually, I had that case custom made. Yeah. That's really. Also, the person you invited is totally alive. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> I get to Christie. Then turns her attention to the Colonel, Lady Edison's husband, and he's like, "All right, you've caught me." And he stands up. He could walk all along. And um, you know, I'll say this. It didn't occur to me at any point that that was, like, a remarkable fact about him, that he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, right, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah, because well, we see war it. or something. I don't know. I don't, yeah. He, I thought maybe he lost the use of his legs. In yeah. the war. Right. Well, everybody thought that. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out, no, he has been faking the inability to walk all this time. What a dick. In a order time to not walk. I know. Yeah, but he felt he had to in order to keep his wife from leaving him. Because women do that when men get older. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so Notorious. God. It's pretty stereotypical. Yeah. Men thrown over for a trophy <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With big breasts. Um <laughs> Pecs, Tom. They're called pecs. You're right. Um and also I think it's generally agreed that uh when an, a spouse becomes disabled the marriage is more likely to stick together after that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in any case, that that was... I mean, it worked. She didn't leave him, and uh, she seems... She's probably thinking about it now, yeah. honestly. And then he, started, like, he started speaking in a Cockney accent right away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair cop. I can walk. <laughs> uh, but the wife seems relatively unfazed, really. Yeah. I would be more upset. Well, so far, well, yeah. pr- professor's been killed. The woman that she came home from India and has been with her for 40 years has been killed. Right. And her son's She's been probably killed. just in shock. Yeah. That's I true. mean, plus, you know, bonus giant wasp. Like, this is yeah. really the least weird and tragic <laughs> thing that's happened the entire episode. That's, that's a fair point. I mean, it's, it's like, not tragic. He can walk. Like, it's, you know, it's great. He she can, can walk. Finally... He can walk. I can sing. <laughs> she can finally stop pushing him around everywhere. Oh, um, oh but she's going to lose all that great muscle definition. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus now she can cheat on him because he can walk, <laughs> right? Um Anything, wait, anyway, Agatha Christie had no idea, in fact, that he was faking it. She was just going to say he was innocent. Uh, so, you know, waka waka on that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> rolla, rolla. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, so, yes, Lady Edison is next to be pointed at. And her story is that when she came back and locked herself in that room for six months, that was not malaria. <gasps> she had fallen pregnant in she, India. She had mm. fallen pregnant. That's what I'm going to say when I get pregnant. I'm going to be like, I've fallen pregnant. <laughs> People are like, why aren't you drinking? And I'm like, I've fallen pregnant. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I'll be like, yes. 
I, I learned hope, it from a British lady. I hope to recover someday. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, uh, and the housekeeper was the only person that had known her secret uh, that came back with her from India. But yes, yeah, she stayed in the room for six months, had the baby, gave it away, and uh, it had been hushed up ever since. Uh, kind we, of a boring story, actually. Well, yeah, but then we get to see it all, like, play out. Because it turns out that uh, back in India, she met Christopher, who was just the handsomest man ever, handsomest man ever, uh, banged her, got her pregnant, and then was like, oh, by the way, also, giant wasp. Just, <laughs> Boom. just FYI. And she was like, oh, well, you know what? You're so good in bed. I don't care. I'm happy to be having yeah, sex with a man Yeah, hell of a, a stinger on that guy. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, so, everyone. So her wasp lover, uh, gave her a necklace and then drowned in a flood, <laughs> which, you know. Isn't it always the way? Do you this think is, he really, I assumed that he didn't really die, that he just, wa- like, wasped off. I, I think. You mean he buzzed off? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would make more sense, but I think that. I think the writers believe that he actually died. Oh, I just okay. don't. Yeah. Like, what's the point of being an alien wasp if mere water can kill you? Like, that's just an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, he'd gotten all the earth pussy he wanted. And he went back to, you know, Wasp Planet 6. I don't know where I hope there's I don't know some pickup artist out there that, like, <laughs> pretends to be an alien. He's like, I want to study your earth pussy. Because <laughs> I bet four times out of ten that probably works. I bet some dude's done that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody's definitely done that. Yeah. You know, potentially at some convention where people believe in aliens. Yeah. Uh, probably would it would work really well. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to say of all the, the borderline consensual sex we've heard of, that's that that's our favorite. The fake alien sex. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this we? You don't know what my favorite kind of consensual sex is. I just thought I had a sense of the room. I don't know. <laughs> Semi consensual is right. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 gray. Well, this is gray. Yeah. <laughs> um. Certainly, uh, Lady Edison uh, felt no regrets. So That's good. Great. Uh, yeah. And I guess I I wonder how she felt during this whole pregnancy thing because this seems like a very like Rosemary's Baby situation where you're like yeah. oh I thought it was fine but it turns out the father was an alien you know or yeah Lucifer who was or also a giant wasp like wouldn't yeah. you be afraid that the baby is also growing a stinger and right. could or, potentially puncture you know everything yeah just all everything. just your innards yeah and don't like wasp like lay just like hundreds of eggs at a time yeah, yeah probably that's true. yeah. Maybe she had hundreds of babies. They just didn't want to mention that part. <laughs> but like, look, this story is weird enough already. I don't really want you She's know. like, listen, this kind of happens once a year. <laughs> One of my orphan wasp babies uh, connects with my creepy necklace and comes back to haunt us. Right. This is why it's so hard for us to find people to come to our parties. <laughs> I thought you meant us. <laughs> I was like, why? Because we have a lot of theories about this wasp baby? Well, Every party what? we have. Like, oh, so lovely to see you. Have you heard our latest wasp theory? Yeah, it does get old. Um, 
but yes, Professor Peach uh, found the birth certificate of uh, the wasp baby, uh, and that's what the word maiden came from. That was the maiden name line on the birth certificate. Why did he care? The uh, peach. The, uh, the yeah, the peach. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his deal was. Yeah, was he related he, to somebody? And so he was snooping in the house, right? He was a snooper. Right. He was snooping in the house, snooping. and then, but like, why? Why would you even care? Well, he was a dedicated entomologist. Was he? <laughs> was he concerned about her having shut herself up in the room for six months, forty years prior? Um. Yes. Okay. Great. Yes, he was. Moving on. We've solved that mystery. Right. At this point, the doctor... I'm a regular Agatha Christie. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, the doctor takes over from Agatha Christie because we're moving into uh, space mystery territory, which is sort of his thing. Uh, He asks where uh, the reverend was on this past Thursday. Seems an odd question, but uh, on the past Thursday, and I guess this was mentioned earlier and I missed it. It might have been Mm -hmm. in the newspaper. Like, uh, he said, though, I think that the, the Reverend Grove mentioned it at some point. Right. This is something we could have already known if we had been paying close attention, which we weren't. We were busy cracking wise. That's, it's, that's why everybody is here. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, thieves broke into the Reverend's church and were stealing all the fancy God things there. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and and the reverend had said that he had, you know, sort of overpowered them or whatever. And the doctor's like, aha, you're a little wisp of a thing. You could never have defeated two strong cockney thieves. Well, he specifically um, says you're a 40-year-old man. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, of God, who does weaken the sinews. And <laughs> so, so, yes, this is the mystery. He is the long-lost wasp baby. Uh, and wasp baby. <laughs> that funky baby. baby. He, he had never known it until he got angry for the first time in his life. This was the first time he'd ever been <laughs> <Right>? angry. Uh, <laughs> like, not even as a wasp baby? Like, <laughs> right. where's, where's my wasp teat? <laughs> um, wasps don't suckle, Kelly. Um, but yeah, this was the first time he'd ever been angry, so he turned into a wasp and, uh, you know, stung them to death, I guess. Yeah, and, it was unclear what happened to oh, them. Right. You'd think the you know cops would have had something to say about it if they died through you know giant stinger wounds. It was like a miracle, or maybe or he just maybe he just scared them and they ran away. Mm. Oh, that could be it too. That mm. may make sense. I I would be scared. I have to admit, even if they, I was a hardened criminal, they remained not scared for longer than you'd think. Well, he did start off kind of silly. Because <laughs> he just started like buzzing and shaking his head and whatever. That's and he was true. saying the word buzz. <laughs> right. They thought they thought he was just epileptic. Right. Which is which is funny. <laughs> Epilepsy, right? Um well, yes. Who was even left by this point? The three of them had already seen the wasp and then the woman had already had sex with the wasp. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was just the thief and the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah. 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 That's not that many people. Yeah. I guess it's an hour long show versus like a novel slash movie where you can have 47 different people. Right. Right. But no more. Oh, yeah. You get to 48. Like Ugh. it just falls apart. It's yeah. unwieldy. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you need a prime number of suspects. I don't know. 47 is prime. Anyway. Um, but yes, not only. Not only did. I think it might might be, be. actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it isn't. (laughs) You think that would be the uh, meaning of life and not 42? Ah, well, there's a meaning. There's not. Um, 
Not only did the Reverend Go Lightly turn into a wasp this past Thursday, but at the same time, his mother, unbeknownst to him, was reading an Agatha Christie novel <laughs> and wearing her magic wasp necklace. So as you would imagine, mm-hmm. he then fused his mind with the works of Agatha Christie, and that is why all these murders have been taking place in such Agatha Christie-like ways. This is well within the norms of plausibility for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. This is far less ridiculous than many other things they've come up with. Um, but you'd think that even though that happened, shouldn't he have some memory of his human life and be like, you know what, and usually... <laughs> usually murders don't usually it's to, don't get caught you know You've don't clearly, do them in a hermetically sealed environment <laughs> you, with somebody who says they're like you'd think he'd use that as a way you know to not emulate you would think yeah. that but that's because you've clearly never had your mind fused with genre fiction so <laughs> you know it's yet <laughs> just wait till my wasp powers kick in then i'll sh- show you you just gotta get angry sometimes <laughs> right while somebody is wearing a necklace and reading like those outlander novels or something ah that would be horrible that would be horrible nipple rape all day It'd be scottish and Ugh. what is heaving? there's um <laughs> there's a series of books uh called the outlander series by diana gabaldon and uh a friend of mine got them for me for christmas oh one like year. hunger games part two uh, no. No? It's no. about this woman who shortly after World War II uh, gets transported back in time to uh, like 1700 Scotland while the uh, witch king, they're trying to kill Charles or James or one I of them. I don't know which one. All right. A bunch of Scottish people are trying to like overthrow the government because they're mm-hmm. Catholic and all this stuff. Anyway, uh, I kept reading them and they're they're terrible just in so many ways uh-huh. but i kept reading them but like i kept like just the word nipple kept coming up and also people just kept getting raped mm. yeah it's it was, a, it's uh, a romance novel right and oh. by romance i mean it's not a ya no no no, no. this oh. is this I is very yeah this it is adult like yeah this is a okay. uh <laughs> but anyway so we oh, started <laughs> between ourselves we started calling them the outlander books uh, i'm sorry we, <laughs> that's the everybody field. calls them the outlander <laughs> we books. started calling them the nipple rape books oh, right okay um so if you are into that, yeah, read those books. I might not read list. Yeah, great. Right. Yeah. Well, and not to get fused with. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you're going to turn into a wasp, make sure you know what somebody wearing a necklace is reading at the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, <laughs> look out. <laughs> um, I'm just going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's writing down what mm-hmm. Tom just said. Yeah. I, uh, I like to help people. Thanks. So... Reverend Wasp Grove, at this point, you know, the jig is up. So he starts, you know, his equivalent of bringing up the Cockney accent is to start buzzing and saying, don't make me angry. Um, because he'll- Oh, he is like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. He is, yeah. He's the hulkiest wasp we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and turns into a wasp. You know, it was pretty predictable at that point. And I actually, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have a plan for this outcome of this particular accusation. Like when you accuse somebody of being able to turn into a giant wasp, you got to think that's their next move, <laughs> turning into a giant wasp. But uh, they, they hadn't planned for it, so everybody just starts running. Uh, Agatha Christie heads out first. Doctor and Donna follow her. The wasp follows them. Agatha Christie hops into a car and drives off. She is 
said that this is this is her responsibility at this point. Well, and she's grabbed the Firestone necklace as well. Right. Mm-hmm. That is true. She has that, and the wasp mm-hmm. is following now the necklace. Yeah. It's called the Firestone necklace, by the way. Yeah. It has a name. That's what the tires are named after, right? <laughs> yeah. They're named after the wasp necklace. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of history in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, that so, is funny. It has a name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Have names. I want to start naming my like, jewelry. It's like the yeah, baseball it's diamond and the Great Muppet caper. <laughs> yeah, but except, and the heart of the ocean in Titanic. Yeah, well, I just sort of assumed its Which name would have been because then she throws it into the ocean. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it was like a pond. No, no, no. The heart of the ocean. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Clearly, she had to send it to its home. Oh. Right. More unclear why it was called the heart of the ocean in the first place, since it was originally on land. Uh, Because it was the color of the ocean and it was shaped like a heart, you guys. Uh Come on, try to keep up. I won't. Um, (laughs) I have an ass-shaped necklace called the bottom of the sea. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's in the sea now. Um, (laughs) um, So... Yeah, Agatha Christie feels responsible for all this because she should have thought when she was reading writing her books yeah. that a wasp might fuse with them. Um, <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> right, in retrospect. So she she drives off. She's heading for Silent Pool. As it turns out, there's a road sign, which is just an ominous name. I would, mm-hmm. if that was on my property. Silent Hill. Yeah. <laughs> right. If that was on my property, I would rename it, you know, to, you know, Happy Pool or something. Um, Boisterous Pool. <laughs> Yeah, the pool of joy. <laughs> uh, so they they get up there. Agatha Christie pulls out and like holds her necklace up to the wasp and says something or other. Uh, and then Donna grabs the necklace and throws it into the lake, which is sort of what I thought their plan was from the beginning. But uh, the wasp goes after the necklace uh, and drowns in the lake. And then it looks like Agatha Christie's going to die. Right. But of course she can't die. Because, you know, we watch Death on the Nile. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we know she, she makes it. Although there is a, a throwaway line earlier with the doctor saying, time is in flux. Maybe this is the day Agatha Christie dies and the future is changed. Yeah, he says that a lot also. Yeah. That's time another one of their traips. Their traips? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> as they're uh, tripping through history. <laughs> right. Uh, but as it happens, uh, history yet to be changed on Doctor Who. So sometimes there's a chance that he, that he can change history. Yeah, but he like generally doesn't. And like sometimes there's like some bullshit reason about how. Well, he can change it if it's something that hasn't actually happened in our reality sometimes. But right. then if it's like Hitler, he's like, oh, this is like a locked, you know, this is locked this yeah. time. So mm-hmm. I can't like stop the Holocaust. And he can't stop his home planet from being destroyed, except now he can? Yeah. Hmm. Look, there used to be a bunch of, like, bullshit rules, um, and there still are, only they break all of the bullshit rules now, which is odd. I don't know why it bothers me so much, because the rules were always so arbitrary and pointless, and it never stopped them from doing anything. But now, like, even the rules that they made up before, like, they just sort of ignore them now, and it is strangely annoying. Um, He's quite upset. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like if you're going to have rules, right? Well, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, rules I that first, you essentially made up. I thought first that like you were just seeing what happened, but he, like it was already, it actually already had happened. Like they're not actually going changing history. They're oh, just right. Yeah. Right. Fulfilling the well, role and that, yeah. And that's that what happened in this had. episode for sure. But like yeah. there are like, other, there are other instances. That's why this car ended up yeah. here. But there are other yeah. instances, for example, where we see two alternate 
uh, like futures, where the future is one way in an episode, and then later on, the future has been changed by something else that they did. Um, yeah, and there's one episode in the very first season of the reboot where they like change an event, and it just things get really, really messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, uh, the answer as always is uh, it varies. Have you ever seen Time Crimes? Time Crimes? No. Yeah. That's a good time travel movie. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you mean Time Bandits? No, mm. no. I think it's time. I'll double check the title. Time crimes, okay. but it's already kind of locked in, right? So are we, everything that so nothing actually change, changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it yeah. actually yeah, never mind. No, I'm no, I, I understand. Okay, good. That's, I'm using a lot of gesticulations, <laughs> which yeah, are not helpful. Right. Well, think. and you're our gesticulation describer, so when yeah. you do it, like it's we got nothing. Yeah. It's a little meta. We're really shirking. <laughs> um. So yeah, that wasp is dead. It drowned just like his father. Um, like father, like son. Right. Which, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> the father should have been like, listen, uh, before I die, if I have a son, tell him not to go into water. Because it turns out it kills us. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> You'd think it would have been encoded in that fire stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, P.S. Water, not such a good move for you. Yeah. But yeah, and Agatha Christie appears, it looks like she is about to die because she had all gotten fused in, what with the necklace and everything, and now the wasp is dying, so maybe she'll die. Uh, but then the wasp lets her go. Mm-hmm. We're um, told. We're told. Not and, shown. And so this is... <laughs> right. No, good, look, it's, it's like, it's look like that scene in Wet Hot American Summer where Victor Pulak jumps in the river <laughs> to save the raft full of kids that's been about to go over the rapids for four hours. <laughs> oh. And then uh, Joe Latruglia was just like on the, the sidelines uh-huh. going, oh, you're, do- you're doing it! You, you saved them! You saved them! <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like he's like yeah. oh clearly yeah oh yeah way to way to let him go invisible well, dying it was pretty how they like made up a magic using magic they made up an extra problem and then they're like oh no it's okay right yeah. like, well did you need to fill 20 seconds maybe possibly yeah. i don't know what, what well and i mean commercial they could have put an ad for crisps in <laughs> <laughs> listen crisps sell themselves <laughs> it's true even i want them <laughs> right across this pond <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the real reason is that this is now the explanation for Agatha's disappearance and her amnesia. So she will forget the whole thing, including the oh, doctor so and Donna. Does he give amnesia to people? Does he no, have a this, is, black, this uh, is separate. He does not. It, oh. it would come so in handy, but he doesn't, he doesn't have amnesia? that. The amnesia is from the brain damage from her almost dying, okay. is, the, is the idea. Uh, okay. Right. But, so, uh, you know, you said brain damage? Well... <laughs> Awesome. Brown damage? <laughs> I think I think there could be some brand damage involved. Bane damage? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so now you know why Agatha Christie disappeared. It was because a wasp fused with her mind and then died. Um, <laughs> which it takes you a couple days to recover from So did from the that. Lord keep with him when he <laughs> went under the water as a wasp? You know what? He actually did say... He oh, was right. slamming the church when he was like talking to all of them when he was oh, he, turning into oh, the I wasp. Missed that. Yeah, yeah he, he was said, saying like, "Oh, you, you, you and know. your stupid tribal sky gods. Oh. I'm more powerful than." Uh, right. Yeah, which I mean, relatively. So not, he not was as powerful being kind as he of thought. sarcastic and tongue in cheek when he answered that. Yeah, he was. Being, yeah, that's yeah. funny because I thought he was being like a little overly. Oh, they're just playing yeah. it this way. Right. Well, I just sort of thought that's how British people talk, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 
like I like every sense. like everything's delivered as if they're you know delivering a bon mot, but I don't know is that how you pronounce it bon mot bon mot it sounded yeah. like you said bum mot well I thought that too but I just corrected the brand thing so I didn't want to <laughs> we're tag teaming on this we're almost you know he he has been doing the Lord's work he did uh-huh. track the whole episode he did he's amazing but there were still. a lot of suspects <laughs> there were. <laughs> Um, you take excellent notes. Yeah. And uh, none of the other people at this party are going to talk because they're too British to ever tell this wacky story. Uh, as we're told by the doctor. Right. Uh, uh, who so also great. then gets into the TARDIS, which is the magic flying time mm-hmm. machine. Uh, he gets in this trunk of tchotchkes that he has. Right. And he pulls out a... Uh, copy of an Agatha Christie book called Death in the Clouds? Something Which, like is that. Is this a real book? I, I don't know. We should have looked it up because, it, I mean, the way it's played, it seems like that there is a real mm-hmm. Agatha Christie book about a giant wasp, which is news to me. Yeah. It looks like the cover of a Choose Your Own Adventure book. It, it did look it does, just like that. actually. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I have the Maybe, Christie. Oh, right, because what is revealed is that this is a printing of the book from the year 5 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently ebooks are just a fad. Uh, just <laughs> apparently, yeah. Uh, um, sell your shares, everyone. <laughs> Kindle's going down. Yeah, and uh, also they're going to keep our calendar. That's right, pretty, that's also incredible. Yeah, I, for the next Thanks, five million years, in the future, uh, the birth of Christ is still going to be the marker. Yeah. Um, that tribal sky god. <laughs> uh, but and yeah, the Holy well, Spirit is still going to be pissed. Well, maybe oh. in five million years, not He's only like nobody ever talks about the conception. <laughs> I was there for that. <laughs> I was with Jesus before Jesus was cool. <laughs> We'd hang out. Nobody even heard of us. I thought it was just God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so maybe in the year five million, not only are there no e-books, but all in book- the year five million. Yes, but all books have actually been rewritten as choose your own adventure books. <laughs> that makes sense. It yeah. does make more sense, actually. I was so We'd tired of these the old these old choiceless books. Yeah, and that's 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 it. That's the episode. Yeah, and then we saw the promo for the next one, which is Silence in the Library. Which is it's a good episode. It's a great episode, but it's what begat the Moffat years. Yeah, that's true. But it still is great. It's a great episode, but not set in Edwardian England. And thus we will not be covering it. Indeed. Merely watching it later. That's right. Without you. But since this is happening in the past, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> right. You couldn't have been here anyway. Right. Boy, this is a, it's a time traveling podcast. This one. Oh, it is. How yeah. appropriate! Yeah. It's very it's thematic. Not, oh yeah. Yeah, recording it out of order in mm-hmm. the past. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a record scratch in good time. It has been. Uh, Natasha, do you have anything uh, exciting coming up that you would like to promote to our uh, listeners? Yeah, I'll be in Sketchfest. Cool. Oh, that's, I'll also oh, be yeah. in Sketchfest. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be in Sketchfest together. Yeah, that'll be yeah. really fun. That'll be nice. That's January 23rd through February yeah. 9th if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area. And you can check yeah. me, me, you can check me uh, website out. <laughs> uh, you can check my website out, natashamuse.com. And I'm also on Twitter, at Natasha Muse, if you're interested. Thinking about uh, getting more into my Instagram Oh, oh yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. look out. Thinking about it. I so have an look for that to decline in popularity soon. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Muse. Yeah. No, I uh, have one. I have seven pictures on there, I think. Oh, good. All yeah. right. Cool. Well, she's got that. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And I can, uh, yeah. And I might tweet about, I'm opening for Chris Katan. Oh, nice. Coming up in a couple <gasps> weeks. 
Mr. Peepers himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that'll be in December. So okay. That okay. will also already have happened. Okay. That will have happened. Well, maybe uh, one of the cousins will have been at that show. Yeah. And will feel like very eerie, like, oh, I was told to go before I even Ooh. went. Yeah. Cousins, did you see Natasha Muse <laughs> open for Chris Kattan? Did someone you know see Natasha Muse <laughs> open for Chris Kattan? If so, we want to hear your story. It's true. Uh, we don't really have anything to promote except for the fact that next week is the long-awaited day. That's right. We will begin recapping Downton Abbey Series 4, Episode 1. We're very excited. We'll be, we'll be much more excited when you're listening to this than we actually are right now. It's true. But we'll, have had a, we'll have had a bit of a break. Yeah. Because we're going to go weekly again. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a bit of a change for us. But we're really excited about it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the, the, the flagship of our podcast. Yes. So remember, again, we will be uh, recapping it per the British edit, which is right. counterintuitive since we wait for the American airing, it which is. is always different. Well, and I imagine they're probably going to do that thing where they like air two episodes together occasionally or exactly. something. We so, might be all out of whack, but look, it worked last year. We're going to do it again this year, and everybody's going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> the power of positive thinking with Up Yours and <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Natasha, for joining oh, yeah. us. This has been uh, a lot of fun. I had a great time. It's yes. always fun hanging out with you yeah, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're our first guest in a while. So and a right now, fun. I'm your last guest. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Of 2013. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll be back next week. We're very excited about it. Until then, up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out. Yeah.